0: Can you imagine, with me just a second, and then I'll get off the subject, what they said that uh, they're going to cancel big churches all across this country for two weeks at least. Now think about that for just a second. I've often said that the devil's going to attack the church in the end days in some way or another. Can you imagine now, just think about it, how much income will be taken out of the work of the Lord in two weeks. Yeah. Now you uh that's in big churches. But think about this it's the same way in a small church. A small church is hurt worse than a big church when it comes to that. And I'll ask you another question. How many people you know that will mail in their ties? I don't know any. Amen. Except the Catholics, they've done you for it. But uh, uh, I just wanted to say that because the devil knows how to attack the church uh, to stop its work, and you cannot work without income. I don't care what you are, or who you are. It just you don't work off of nothing. I remember when I first uh, took a church uh, pastor. There was a lady in our church there, and I was working with another pastor for a little time, and a lady came up to me and she said, Pastor, if, uh, Brother John, if you'll stay in this church and work here, she said, I'll give you $1,600 a month of my own to help you in your ministry. Well, uh, working with the other pastor there, uh, about two months went by, and I said, uh, did so-and-so give the money to help me... And he said, now brother, you're going to have to learn to live by faith. He got the $1,600 a month to give me nothing. And uh, I said, listen, you don't sit on the front pew of a church and it rained down out of the sky. God touches people's heart to give. Amen. That's the way the work of the Lord is done. Yeah. And people's got strange ideas when it comes to serving the Lord. If you mention money in church sometimes, people go nuts. I mean, I ain't coming back. That's all the preacher talked about. I got news for you. You can't work without it. Right. Amen. And think of all the detriment now. And it's the only reason I said it. Is just think of all the detriment is going to be caused by two weeks if they go, if they don't go any further than that. Of people being out. And I'm talking about they shut the doors. Mm-hmm. And nobody goes. Nothing going on. It's, for, it's sort of like, uh, Uh, We were talking this one, and she said, My husband built our house, and my wife said, Is there any work going on when he's not there? She said, Well, yeah, but he didn't build a house. You ought to get that directly. If it's somebody... Never mind, I can't explain all that to you all. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. I'm beginning to read verse 25. Sometime I could strangle Barry because he stole my thunder. Brother Nams Brother Nams used to tell me all the time, hey, we'd be just before he'd be preaching, I'd get up to ask a blessing on offering or something before him and, and I'd mention a scripture or something and pray and and he said, Brother Strong just stole my thunder. Well now I know what he's talking about. What he's talking about, he's gonna talk about everything before I get up here that I'm fixing to preach on. Shut up, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison prisoner's door open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, "Do thyself no harm, for we are all here." Then he called for a light, and sprang in and came trembling, and fell down before before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' precious name. And Father, we come to you humbly as we know how, because we're nothing but sinners saved by your grace. But Lord, that makes us something. That makes us great in thy sight. And I pray for every lost sinner in this world today, that they might come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Several years ago, I sat down with my brother, and we was talking about how to go to heaven. And we spent eight hours in the Bible talking about that. And he kept saying that you got to be baptized to go to heaven. And I could just remember one or two verses that had to do with salvation. And one of those verses that I never will forget is Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you notice something here, there is no baptism there. It's just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. After we had talked and after I had thought about this a great deal, I got by myself one day and I wanted to go through the scriptures and see how many times the Bible said and give the plan of salvation how to go to heaven without any water, without being baptized, without any mentioning baptism. And I wrote down hundred and twenty eight verses of scripture. It's just as simple as now I want to give you something. Here's one of the one scripture in the Bible that gives as clear cut answer to as a clear cut question as any place in the Bible. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And a simple answer to that question is given believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Now, there's been some come along and say, well, that's teaching if you get saved, then your whole house is saved. No, it's not. It's saying the plan, same plan of salvation, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. The same plan of salvation is the rest of your house also. If they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll get saved too. Amen? So that's not a mistake and a contradiction. Notice too, this plan of God's salvation not only good for the Jailer, but the same plan is for his family also. This is not a private plan for one man, nor for one instance. This is the only plan God has ever had for sinners. Notice what Peter said in Acts chapter 10, verse 43 To him give all his prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission. Of sins. Notice the number of verses of Scripture that say the same thing. Now, don't you just listen? I'll just read a little bit. Genesis 15, verse six, it says Abraham believed in the Lord, and he counted in Him for righteousness. Same thing. John 1:12. But as many received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on His name. Same thing. John three verse fourteen and fifteen, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Same thing. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Same thing. John three eighteen, he that believes on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he is not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Same thing. John 3.36 He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Same thing. John 5.24 Verily, really, really I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into the condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Same thing, John six forty. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day, same thing. John six forty seven. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me hath everlasting life. Same thing, Acts thirteen thirty-eight, thirty-nine. 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Same thing, Romans 4, 5. But to him that worketh not, but believes on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for his righteousness. Same thing. Romans 5.1 Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Same thing. 1 John 5.13 These things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, All of those verses teach the very same thing. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what it's teaching. And after reading his verses, you can plainly see God has many ways of expressing the same thing. And that is God's simple plan of salvation. God put the plan of salvation in so many ways or words simply because He wanted every man, woman, and child to understand it. Maybe there's some things that said in one verse of Scripture that I don't understand clearly. So God tells you the same thing in another verse. He just uses different words to say the same thing. And that is a simple plan of salvation. Now, what must they do to be saved? It's simply this, whosoever. That includes everybody. Now wait a minute, you can't get away from that. That doesn't mean then that the Baptists have one way, the Church of God has another way, the, the Catholics have another way, uh, the Methodists have another way, and the Church of Christ has another way to go to heaven. I was talking to a, a man here some time back, and he said, now I'm in this persuasion, he said, but I'm going to heaven too. He said, We all go, you believe what you want to believe, and I'll believe what I want to believe, but we're all going to the same place. I said, Not on your life, buddy. There's one way to get to heaven. There's not a half a dozen. And you can say, Well, I'm Church of Christ, or I'm Baptist, or I'm whatever, name all the religions you want to. It has nothing to do with your religion. You know what people ask me all the time? What? Denomination are you? You know what my answer is Christian. Christian. I'm Baptist by belief, but I'm Christian by salvation. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. When God said James four verse eight, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. He simply it simply means whosoever will approach God with a trusting heart will receive salvation. You know how many times I've had people to talk to me, and they said, "Preacher, I don't know if God can save me." And you, my answer to them is, "If you'll believe He can, He will." Amen. I just believe He can. I can, I believe God can save anybody that wants to be saved. Now I do know this: He cannot save that person that does not want to be saved. You can't do it. God will not go against your will. He gave you a free will of your own. You can receive him or you can reject him. God gave you that. Amen. That's a gift of God. But also, it's a gift of God. If I want to call on the Lord to save me, he will save me. Luke chapter 15. I want you to notice something. In Luke chapter 15, just back up a little bit. And I want you to look at verse 1 and 2. Luke 15. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner. That's Acts, I'm sorry. My glasses are all fucked up. No, they're not. I just went to the wrong page. In Luke chapter 15, verse 1-2, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. I want you to notice something. In these verses, Jesus never took up for sinners, nor their sins. Jesus never said, you're all right as you are, nor there's a little spark of divinity in all of us. No, Jesus was plain in dealing with sinners and their sins. He spake sharp and plain. You know what God calls a preacher to do? God calls a preacher to look right in the face of everybody he faces and say, You're a dirty, rotten sinner. I said that to preacher one time, and the man got mad at me. He said, I'm not that bad. I said, You're not that good either. Amen? You're a sinner. If you're not saved today, you're a sinner and you need to be saved and you're dirty in your sins, and you cannot approach Holy God in your sins, you must have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your sins to approach Holy God. You can't go to Him any other way. Now, the Bible says all are sinners, but only those who recognize they're lost sinners need forgiveness. Why would I go to God if I don't think I need God? And you know, there's a lot of people in this world that think they're all right, just like they are. I don't need God. I don't need your Christ. I've had people that tell me, I don't want your God and I don't want your Christ in my life. They don't need Him. Brother, I do. Every day of my life. Psalms 103, verses 8, 10, and 13. Listen to this. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. Amen. I love those verses. Today, same as yesteryear, the Lord has mercy for sinners, and He receives sinners. Notice some of the people that Jesus received. A crooked tax collector named Levi. A publican named Zacchaeus, a sinner. A harlot, a fallen woman. Mary Madeline, possessed of seven devils. A demon-possessed boy of Gadaree. Now, praise the Lord what I'm trying to say today. Jesus received sinners. The same thing is said to every sinner in this world. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What a plan and simple plan of salvation. Listen to this again. And He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know, I studied that word one time for a long time throughout the Bible. That word saved. You know what it carries with it? It carries with it that somebody's in trouble and they're perishing, they needed to be safe from that perishing. I have about drowned it three or four times in my life. I can't swim. I love to water ski and when I get a hold of that rope you ain't getting me off of it. Amen. But I I have I can if I hurry dog pedaling I can make it further you that door. It, it, And my wife fixed me one time. Her boyfriend, after we was married, they come out to the lake and he's president of the bank. She said, I could have had a president of the bank, you know, and I got you. And she's pulling me around the lake. Me and him, you know, pulling us around the lake skiing. And I fell showing off on one ski. and, And he had two under him. And so he went on back to shore. And I'm out there dog peddling, trying to keep from drowning. And, and the reckless, she come back. She said, get in the boat. I said, I ain't doing it. You don't love me, no, I ain't getting in the boat. You're trying to down. She said, fine. She turned around and went back to shore. <laughs> Left me out there dog-pedaling for an hour or so. I finally made it ashore, Dog-pedaled ashore. But I got news for you. I was perishing. I needed some help. One day I was... Uh, working in Orange Grove, hot. We're laying blocks, and nobody around nowhere. And, and we went bathing and jumped in the lake right there at us. Well, they had dredged up a hole out there, and I was wading out there in shallow water. And all of a sudden, down I went, and I was drowning. I mean, I, I come up once hard help, come up twice hard help. I was carrying on, and my daddy, he ain't coming after you. Because he went after a boy one time, that boy liked to drown him. And Dad, daddy said, Here, get a hold of that pole. You handed me a fishing pole and pulled me out. Now, I got news for you. I would have perished if my daddy hadn't have lifted me out. He lifted me out. He got me out. Now, watch this. He didn't get me halfway out of the water. He drug me all the way up on dry land. Because I was dying. I was drowning. I was down in Suffolk Springs Pool. All of y'all know where that thing's at. And there's a slide goes down. And my brother kept daring me to go down the slide. Go down the slide. He said, you go down the slide and it shoots you right over there. And you come right over there to, to the shallow and just step right out on the ground. He lied to me. <laughs> I come sliding down that pool and some of that grass got around my feet. And I sinked to the bottom. And I felt somehow dr- I was dying. Drowning. And he come over and lift it, put his hand on me and save it. A guard did and lifted me up on dry ground and pumped water out of me and I lay there, I'd have died without that safeguard. But he lifted me up. I was perishing and He saved me. you know where every sinner's at? Just like I was when I was drowning. Drowning in my sins and degradation without God. And one guy, Jesus put His hand under me and lifted me up. Amen. And save my soul. You know what the Bible is saying to every lost sinner in the world? You might be perishing, but you don't have to. He said, men and brethren, what must I do to be saved from hell? Saved from perishing. Saved from dying without God forever and ever. And the answer came back, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And your house has the same opportunity as you do to be saved. In other words, everybody gets saved the same way. I don't care who you are. You can say I got my name on a church membership and that's why I'm going to heaven. And many people believe that. Many people think because they go as a little baby and they sprinkle as a little baby that that saves them from their sins and they go through life thinking because I was baptized by a priest or something by sprinkling water over them they're going to go to heaven. But I got news for you. None of that is what will take you to heaven. It's believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you know what that means? That means putting your whole trust I never will forget Dr. Curtis Hudson saying this. He said, here's how it works, folks. He said, you have to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and swing out over hell and say, Lord, if you don't save me, I perish. Lord, if I go to hell, it's your fault because I'm going to trust you with all my heart and with all my might to go to heaven. That's not blasphemy. That's telling the truth. Lord, I'm going to put all my trust in You. That's what it's talking about here when it says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's not just saying I believe that Jesus was. It's not just saying that you believe that Jesus died on the cross. It's not just saying that that somebody back a hundred years ago died on the cross and was buried. No, no. It's saying when you put your trust in Him to take you to heaven. Not the preacher. Not the church. Not by doing something yourself. Would you put your trust and all your trust plus nothing, minus nothing on Him. That's believing on Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And if you've done that, He'll always hold you up. You know what He said? As many as my Father gives me, no man. And pluck them out of my Father's hand. John chapter 10. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, there might be somebody here today that's trusting something else to take them to heaven besides trusting you and you alone. It's not the blood of Jesus Christ and water baptism, it's not the Lord Jesus Christ and speaking in some unknown language. It's not the Lord Jesus Christ in a feeling. It's not the Lord Jesus Christ in abstaining and keeping ourselves from something in this life. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, period. Plus nothing, minus nothing. All my trust lies in Him. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page seventy, please. Page seventy. I get to Help me with this. Listen, you—you—you you, you might have something in your life today. Lay it on the Lord Jesus Christ. Give it to Him. You can't handle it. I know people that literally has nervous breakdowns in their life because they can't handle the problems in their life. I learned a long time ago, brother. I can't handle this life. I lay it all on the Lord. Lord, you take care of it, and He has, and He always will. Sing it with me. Rescues the perishing.